I'm recording on the recorder. Not the not the instrument. I'm not going to play the recorder. I used to. Badly. I'll play your recorder. <laughs> There's Steph. <laughs> now, do you know what I mean by your recorder, Jonathan? Let's let's break this down, right? Let's break it down. A recorder is a long tubular instrument with a hole at the end that one places their mouth over. It's got a head. You see, the recorder has a head, and you put your sultry lips around it and blow. You also have to uh, apply fingertip pressure. Of course. At various points along the shaft. Of course. You've got to run your fingers up and down the shaft of the recorder. (laughs) In order to make pleasant (laughs) sounds. So I'm imagining you... And this, a lot of children have done this, you know, the children, teenagers. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm not Jonathan. talking about children having sex. I'm talking about children playing the recorder. Which in this conversation <laughs> is an analogy for sucking your penis in particular, Jonathan. Well, that's the thing. So, uh, no, right, no, right, no, right. no, 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 no. So, okay, okay, no, 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 please explain yourself to the to a jury of your peers. Feels good. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, I'll I'll start over a little bit. Right, a recorder. Many kids have played the recorder instrument, and they've done something or other. Right, and they they blow into it, and they move their fingers on it, and it's it's bad. And then they grow up to be teenagers, and then adults, and they hear about blowjobs, which is the the term for it, and they think, oh, it must feel good if you blow air into the organ because it's why well why else would they call it a blowjob because there must be a lot of air must feel good when you inflate it with with like a balloon i never had that thought never once no i've i've never blown down the end of a cock well you just said you would to me you were like i'll play you like a recorder i'll blow air and not move the head up and down. You don't do that with a recorder. Yeah, because I know you like it that way. <laughs> Just tapping. You like a cock the... full of air. <laughs> tapping on the. You like a cock full of like air, as in carbon dioxide blown from my mouth, and you like an asshole full of air, as in the band railing you. <laughs> oh, the rock and roll band. The musical group Air. Yeah. I forgot. About... I know you like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm so. Oh, man, I was getting up this morning and just being like, am I sexual? No, I just don't have the in in earlier years when I was filled with vim and vigor and whatnot. I would wake up in the morning feeling like, yeah, excited about some sort of sexual encounter, sexual activity. Mm -hmm. My body feels alive and ready. But you used to constantly jerk off on the set of MTV's Road Rules. <laughs> we've, we've established this many times in the past. I think I masturbated all of twice over 11 weeks. Ugh, that's some sort of habit. It was not a lot. <laughs> it was not, I don't know what, what, I don't know how you even find out how often most folks masturbate by understanding is is no 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 hang on hang on hang on hang on hang on let's back ba- let's back up a second here hang on, backpedal here come on you said something very interesting to me you said how do we find out i said i don't know how you find out you I, don't know don't... we should we should crack this nut yes very much <laughs> very much crack we should blow this wide open jonathan wow like your ass when air is playing in town <laughs> Tell me what the matter is, tell me what the matter is, tell me, 
Jonathan was on Road Rules Northern Trail in 1998. Since then, he has appeared in precisely zero award-winning TV shows, blockbuster movies, or community theater plays. We are here to fix this. We are here to make Jonathan off Road Rules a star. Boston's favorite son will ride again. Jonathan! Yeah. Jonathan! What? Jonathan Holmes! Yeah. I think I know what to do about your career, which, let's face it, is deeper in the dumps than ever. I, I, yeah, I guess so. I mean, your celebrity showbiz career is officially in the toilet. As signified to me that they just did a new Challenge All-Star Season 2. The people they didn't want for season one, they're like, let's get some other ones for season two. Still didn't pick me. Not, not even a phone call. Not even a telegram. MTV still doesn't want you back. It's on Paramount Plus now. MTV, I guess, isn't even doing this other show. I don't know how it all works, but but yeah, I am not wanted. That's the truth. Oh, Jonathan. Uh-huh. You've let your profile sag. Rejected for the second string player by the Reject Network of MTV. Mm. Paramount Plus, <laughs> Jonathan. You can't even get on Paramount Plus. I can't. No, it's impossible. Which is itself an antecedent of UPN. Mm. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. It was the United Paramount Network. Oh, wow. Not a hot network. No. Not a hot network. No. It was like USA, but even worse, I think, if I remember. It, it was in competition with the WB. UPN. <laughs> oh, TV. Does anyone even know what TV is? I'm not sure. They have TVs. They have television sets. But watching good old-fashioned cable TV and whatnot... I, a lot of people don't even know what that is anymore. So I'm very unfamous. I've solved it. You've solved it. Yeah. You've solved it. I've solved the riddle of your flagging flaccid profile. Wow. Right? Uh-huh. It came to me in a vision. Okay. When I was watching George Romero's 1978 movie, Dawn of the Dead. Oh, scary. Yeah, in in a way. Ish. <laughs> the two hour 19 runtime is certainly intimidating, <laughs> considering how slow and dry that film is. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about, maybe not dry. Dry in many places. Yeah. It drags. And I know that's part of the design. Yes. Because it shows you how dull a zombie apocalypse would be for those who have holed up. Mm -hmm. um, I understand that. And it's also just really worth sitting through to watch Tom Savini brush his moustache with a little moustache comb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. Tom that... Savini is fucking great. He, yeah. I know his special effects is what he's known for in horror movies, but he really should have gotten more acting roles. He stars in a zombie movie later on called, I think, Children of the Living Dead, because, you know, that IP is public access. So he, he just plays a, a, a rough-talking zombie hunting guy who goes to a farm. He's like, where are they at? I'll myrtleize them. Just <laughs> it's great. Look it up. Children of the Dead or Living Dead. I think that's what it's called. I can't remember. Something like look that. Look into it. Yeah, yeah. Look into it. But you were going to say. We're going to contribute to the Of the Dead series because I was watching it and thought, we could remake this. What? We could do this. 
Dead. It worked for Zack Snyder. He remade Dawn of the Dead, and now he's directing Superman and Batman. And James Gunn, James Gunn wrote that. Look at James Gunn now. He's doing very well for himself. Right. He is. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was watching this, you know, one of the many scenes in the Dawn of the Dead. There's this really, like, it's fun because it's there's lighthearted elements, but it's also quite tense where they are drawing the attention of the zombies by pulling down the shutters so they can't get in mm-hmm. and then bashing on the, the glass to bring them all to, to, to gather them outside where they're going to try and get them. And then one of them, uh, while they're distracted, goes out into the mall to get supplies. Right. And what I love is just how, like, buddy-buddy and close the characters become in that moment. And that's when I started rewriting the film. I had this this vision of, of just, this is how it should start, right? Fuck all the preamble. It starts with us in the mall because that's the bit everyone remembers. Mm, you don't want them to start the film, think this isn't in a mall, this is shit, I'm leaving the movie theatre. So we're already in the mall and it's already full of zombies and all three of us are there and our character names are Conrad... Uh, Stephanie and Jonathan. It's us. Yeah, it's us. <laughs> Keeps it simple. Right, yeah, sure. We're going to send Conrad out into the mall to, like, go get supplies. You and me, Jonathan, we yank down the shutter. We start bashing on the glass. Hey, zombies, you bloody turnips, come here. Why, I'll moiderize you. Come on, we're not scared of you. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Bash, 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 and all the zombies gather. And just like in the film, we're celebrating. We're like, wahoo, yeah, we did it. <laughs> and I swear in the original, it looked like one of them slapped their ass. And I thought, <laughs> right, that's what we need to do. I slap your ass, Jonathan. And then you slap my ass, Jonathan. <laughs> and then that's when you turn around and I turn around and we look at each other and we're like, yeah, ha, 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 woohoo, yeah, we're the best, we're the best, we're the... With the... What are we doing? What? And that's what I say, and then you say, I don't know. And we, our faces get close to Jonathan. Uh-huh. And that's when you grab my wrists, Jonathan, and you push me up against the glass, right? Pinning me there by my wrist, and we just start kissing, Jonathan. We just start deep kissing. Wow. And and And... The zombies are behind just, uh, uh, but as we're kissing, we're also, uh, uh, yeah, like that. And then you get your knee, Jonathan, and then you like put it between my legs, right? And you like lift that up and you're just like, like, and then I'm grinding my crutch against it, Jonathan. Whoa. And we're just uh, uh, like that, just, uh, fuck you. Uh. Conrad's outside being dragged off by zombies screaming, fuck the pair of you, (laughs) fuck you, fuck you. But we can't hear him over the sounds of the zombies and let's be honest, the sounds of our stickiness. So he was out, Conrad was out getting the supplies. Yeah. But if if I'm honest, you know, as as I'm yelling, I'm doing it with a sense of, oh, thank God, finally at the same time, right? (laughs) Right. You know, these two. It's been a lot of years. Yeah. And yeah. It was palpable. The sexual tension. <laughs> so this takes this takes place in our universe, where we have watched zombie movies. We've talked about <laughs> zombie movies on this podcast. So we we know the rules. We go to the mall. 
<laughs> we think that's what's that worked in the movies we saw, the Dawn of the Dead and the Dawn of yeah. the Dead remake. But and then we follow the exact things we saw happen in the movie. <laughs> oh, that worked, Conrad. Just like in the movie, you go. But then, then we fall in love and just completely abandon Conrad. <laughs> yeah, because we're just so overtaken by our sex. <laughs> we don't have full sex in the film. It's a family-friendly movie, after all. Yeah, you worst want an R rating. You, yeah. you can't go full-blown penetration mm, on film. Not, not full-blown penetration or, or full-blown anything, Jonathan. <laughs> I'm not going to fully blow you. I'm, I'm just... Conrad, just and you were just... me up against the wall, Jonathan. Just, uh, that knee right there. The uh, knee? Is that what's hot on Jonathan's? Oh, God. I, it just... It would make me feel so helpless. Like, you're not kneeing me in... The, the bollocks. Mm, no. But, like, it's there and it's just pressed, like, pressing up against it, Jonathan. Oh, God, I'm just, like, just, oh, God, I'm just pinned and, and trapped, but I want to be. Wow. And eventually, you know, as this is, this is going to go on for a very, very long time. Oh, God, it's so fucking hot, yeah. Zombie me will make my oh way my up to the uh, front of the glass and just sort of stand there and watch. Oh, yeah. Inexplicably no clothes, right? Because this was my <laughs> other idea for Conrad. Like, I was like, well, we could have him dragged up by zombies yelling, fuck you, which is very funny. Or we could do this, but now we can do it as a zombie. So he's painted bright blue like the zombies are in that fucking film. And somehow his clothes are off, but his, his Y-fronts are on. He's just rubbing at that. Just one hand on his hip, one hand rubbing that, and he's just nodding. And I'm guessing we would use... Somehow, the George Romero's Dawn of the Dead soundtrack by the band Goblin. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that boom. one's great. great yeah, all cue. that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, obviously, when you bend me over the counter of the store and give me a good rogering, um, that other track plays. <laughs> <laughs> And then, you know, the bikers turn up and shove cream pies in the zombies' faces. And then I yell over to Tom Savini, I'm getting cream pie too. And Tom Savini looks over and gives me the thumbs up and says, hell yeah. And then gets dragged off by zombies and yells, fuck you, fuck you. And Joe Palacci from Day of the Dead is there. And they're pulling his legs off like they're doing that film. And he's going, ciao, Conan. Ciao, Conan, him. <laughs> Looking at us, giving us the thumbs up. And I'm going, oh, God, you know it, Joe Palacci. That's the guy who says, this isn't your monkey farm now, Frankenstein. Right? I think it's like, I'm running this monkey farm now. <laughs> and I want to know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> Day of the Dead is fucking great. I love that one. I genuinely love it. It's yeah. my favorite one of them. I didn't appreciate it as much as I should have when I was younger because it's, yeah. I think, in some ways more overtly silly. Well, but it also says, it says more subtle things. It's a, Romero slightly attempting some subtle commentary. Yeah, for once. As opposed to, like... Hitting you over the head with a commentary. And yet, a lot of people still didn't get the commentary in... The other dead movies he made. They're yeah. just like, oh, I guess they're just going to eat you. No, Day of the Dead is very good. It's it's very claustrophobic and just mm -hmm. nasty. It's yeah. just a nasty film. Yeah. Um, but in a, you know, in a in an engrossing way. 
Yeah. Plus there's a crocodile in it that comes out of a building at the beginning for no reason. <laughs> Just makes you feel like everything's gone to pot. Yeah. Everything's gone to pot. Mm. Tell you my favourite line from Dawn of the Dead, rewatching it, is right at the beginning when they're doing the news broadcast and one of the cameramen just turns to uh, the main character and just says, "Out like, because they're all wrapping up and the emergency broadcast is going to come in and he just says, our responsibility is over. Mm. And he just speaks to the the finite nature of what they're doing, that it's over. Ha! Huh. That they, their jobs are disbanded. There's no need for them as reporters anymore. Yeah, the world ended. I hadn't thought about that line. Yeah. News itself has collapsed. It didn't end. It moved on. Hmm. Yeah. I think I'm going to get the book called The Living Dead, I think it's called. Mm. George Romero's final zombie story was then picked up and adapted by a big fan of his. I can't remember who it is. And they turned it into like a 1,200-page a book that kind of spans the entire Romero zombie series and then gives it final closure, I guess. Well, even, even Diary of the Dead. Yeah, I think oh. it connects all of those together, too. I think so. I couldn't I sit through it. that one. I couldn't finish Diary of the Dead. I finished Land of the Dead because obviously I did. It's got fucking... John Leguizamo and Dennis Hopper in it. Yeah, that's a fun one. Together again at last. <laughs> they are delightful <laughs> in that movie. I might rewatch that. I've been yeah. on a zombie kick. I, I had a dream about them the other night. They were just oh. running around doing their business. <laughs> the military <laughs> turned up and I remember thinking, oh, I don't like the military, but they are killing those zombies. It's funny because zombies are actually not popular, finally. Oh, did we finally hit the zombie decline? Because that... That sustained a whole lot longer than I thought was possible. It really did, yeah. As far as I can tell, The Walking Dead, the original series, this is its final season. The ratings are not great compared to its peak. Yeah. I think maybe we're all sick of hearing about epidemics. Yeah, maybe, huh? That that would make sense. Um, yeah, I can't think of a zombie movie that was released in theaters yeah. in the past two years. So yeah. Maybe it's over. Jonathan. Yes. Jonathan. Yes. Now, on the subject of, of pop culture and, and you know, horror media in particular. Yeah. I am a bit annoyed at you. Oh, what I do? It's more what you didn't do. Oh. In, in fact, it's a dereliction of duty, if anything. Why the hell aren't you... An ergonomic desk chair. Right. Right. Conrad and I were thinking this the other day. Mm -hmm. He comes over to watch wrestling, but I don't shut up about you. It's true. I didn't know that. It's at a point where my girlfriend is now rewarding me if I can go a whole day without mentioning you to them. <laughs> They're like, the, if you don't mention Jonathan all day to me, then you, you could get something nice. <laughs> I've been very good about it, but it's not stopped me thinking about it. I don't have any real interesting traits, I don't think. It's really, I'm puzzled. Someone recently said to me, I'm picturing you running an old-fashioned newspaper press. And I said, what? <laughs> oh, God, that'd be so good. Right? I, I'm picturing you coming into the, the presses and saying, keep up the good work, boys, and giving a supportive pat on the shoulder of like some 12-year-old who's working there because it's before child labor laws. <laughs> Yeah, put that ink right on the paper. And I just, you know, kick the kick the press a little bit like, mm, still working. Like I'm serving right. no purpose because it's a newspaper printing press. It just it does it. 
all the work is being done by the people who write the stories and lay out the pages. I'm just like, yeah. The children you've press ganged into working the <laughs> massive dangerous machinery. Yeah. This is someone I know in real life. This wasn't a listener of this show. <laughs> Who was like, I got a funny idea for you. This was just someone I know. I was like, I just had this idea. You see, it's not just us. It's not just us. Yes, I, it's not always just you. I still remember when I said, I mentioned you wearing one of those propeller hats. Yes. And then you were like the, and you see, your answer was, so many people in my life have told me to wear a propeller beanie. <laughs> about you just inspires i don't know what it is so you know when a commercial for an ergonomic desk check appears on the television obviously the first thought conrad and i are gonna have is why the fuck jonathan are you not one of those for your career (laughs) you could do it incredibly well oh can i what i would be one chair you'd have your your milky thighs acting as the the seating and your your tummy and torso would be the back of the chair and people could sit in it and you could like just like thrust into them just like that uh, for lumbar support. Yeah. And you could like lean back a little bit and and give them, you know, a little a little bit of, you know. Back relax angle. Oh yeah, you can just lean backwards and forwards. <laughs> what about my my body is a disaster. I... Oh well, yeah, no, that's the other thing I thought too. It's going to be fantastic for your mm-hmm. abdominals. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like who needs crunches when you can support someone who's crunching, burning the midnight oil? Workers don't have the rights they deserve. <laughs> so you know that is why they'll be working. You know, not just nine to five. We're talking. Some of them are going to be in the office until ten, Jonathan. But they're not going to hurt their backs because they're going to have deep penetrating support. Oh God, yeah. And and speaking of deep pre- penetrating support, anyone who's paranoid about slipping off the chair can make use of the handy peg. The handy peg. The handy peg. Oh yeah. <laughs> the handy peg. What? Is- yeah, like in the in the middle of the seat. Right between the the lumbar support and the um, the warming uh, butt support, um, there is an attachment that people can just sort of they can pull their trousers and their pants down, Jonathan, and just just use it to keep themselves fixed in place. You you yourself will be naked for this. <laughs> oh, obviously, yeah, because it's it's an all natural surface oh it's an all-natural solution jonathan except for the the paint we've covered you in <laughs> so i'm a i'm a naked man who is positioning his body in such a way that he can be mounted oh yeah for comfort by people and this is a profit deal this is a this is a, a purchase or a service. Yes, people will give Conrad and I money. Where am I? Do I go to the person's home or do they have to come to, to me? Yeah, we put you in a box and we push <laughs> you throughout the town by hand uh-huh. from your house to wherever in Boston they are. We, we throw you in a massive cardboard box. Though I say massive, it's the kind you'd get like a mid-sized dishwasher in. <laughs> We we stuff you in that, we pour in the packing peanuts, toss in a juice box for you because I know how cranky you get, and we push you through the town. And people are invited, of course, to punch and kick the box as we go by um, just to, to get you used to the rigors of office life. And, and, and they call, so 
Do you have like a the old-fashioned bat phone? Remember, it was just a red phone that couldn't dial? Yes. It just glowed. The 66 Batman. Now that you've said it, that was always the plan. Yes. We've got a, a <laughs> well, we've got a Jonathan signal. <laughs> Which is a chair or it's me or me as a chair? It's a big spotlight that they shine up in the sky with a silhouette of you. Which we recreated using a basketball and some plastic ears from a joke shop. I do look like that. So when we see that, yeah. we know, right, Jonathan, in the box. <laughs> now, I know what you're thinking. I know what you've been thinking throughout this whole idea, Jonathan. Yeah? Am I going to get a pair of Salvador Dali-style crutches to hold behind myself to keep propped upright? Yes. Based on the paintings of Salvador Dali himself, you will have two little wooden crutches with a little U-shaped handle on top, and you can put your arms in that. Make good armrests out of your arms as well. Like, we put the, your elbows, like, in that. Because Salvador Dali did that a lot. He had, like, weird masses, fleshy masses, that would be propped up by these oh. strange little crutches. I keep thinking of him literally doing this, but you're talking about his paintings. Like, he'd have a big eye. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He'd have, like, a big nose. Exactly. Right. We'll we'll put these crutches underneath you so that you're, like, held steady in place. And then I'll get a Sharpie, and Conrad will get a Sharpie. And we will then just write Mamia all over you. Mamia? Mamia, my mother. <laughs> oh, I thought you were like, Mamia. No. I mean, on your ass, I will write meow, <laughs> kitty-like. It's not. It's not. As, as my waist has gotten bigger, my, my butt. I mean, the bigger your waist gets, the more lumbar support, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> For the person sitting on my waist yeah. and body. I mean, it's sex work. You're just volunteering me what? to be what? a what? boxed sex bot you of sorts. Dirty it's in. Wow. I'm just saying what it is. We've got you. We've <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, mostly it says my mare. And um, we've got your crutches. I've, I've brought in some like alarm clocks and we're running those under a Bunsen burner to melt them on you. All right. Well, okay. All right. <laughs> Now I have a suggestion, maybe then, because I can see where I can see where Jonathan might have some concerns. Right, 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 right. Because we are wheeling effectively a naked man in a box to a person, and and not really doing anything to monitor what is done with. Jonathan, once once he's there, of course, of course. <laughs> and so I, I can, having spoken to you both for a long time, I can, in my mind's eye, conjure a scenario in which someone might try to have sex with Jonathan in this state. <laughs> yes, possible. It's possible they might proposition their ergonomic desk chair. Yes. All right. Now, but I mean, that's clearly not the intent. Jonathan is an ergonomic chair. No, this isn't a sexual thing. No, this is about health and safety. Nothing I've ever said on this podcast is sexual, Jonathan. <laughs> I think if we just if we just paint "not for sex" on his chest. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, that'll do it. All right. Yeah. Not for sex. How big is the word "not"? <laughs> Big, big enough to read, or <laughs> and likewise, I'm wondering how big the word "sex" is. Maybe bigger. 
wondering. Oh, God. Jonathan. Are you concerned that when we write meow on your ass, we'll draw over your Clarissa Explains It All tattoo? Is that Sarah? It, that's uh, the teenage witch lady there. Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah, that's right. She's a horrible human being. Yeah, that's what I've heard, yeah. Well, she starred in God's Not Dead 2. <laughs> God's Not Dead 2, still kicking. <laughs> she she didn't want to be on the Sabrina reboot because it was too satanic. Yeah. Uh, it's a witch show. Yeah, she's gone proper Christo. Yeah, it happens sometimes. Yeah, same same with the, the Hercules man who starred in God's Not Dead 1. Kevin Sorbo. Dean Kane's in it. No way. Sorbo and Kane? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Wow. Sorbo, Kane, all our faves. <laughs> all of our favorites. <laughs> it's real. My childhood hero was Kevin Sorbo. He, I loved the Hercules show growing up. Yeah, I always wanted to see him and Dean Kane kiss. Then I heard they were, you know, proper Christo and was like, well, they're not going to do it now. Unless they're one of those hypocritical fundamentalists. Which are the better kind if you gotta choose a kind. Well, they're the better kind if you want to kiss a Christian fundamentalist. <laughs> Which, I don't know. I don't know if people do. Chris Pratt, too. Yeah, I think he's in that group, too. It's just a matter of time. He's part of some weird cult. Yeah, unfortunately. That believes that the gays should just not. That's not a great... Great cult. It's not good. No, there's better cults. Not ideal. For certain. I think the main problem with the whole thing, yeah, the whole system, the whole situation that we're looking at in America, is your Clarissa Explains It All tattoo doesn't even like make sense to anyone without an explanation. You can't just have na 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 tattooed on your ass, Jonathan. <laughs> you says? explain it to someone who's seen the show... And then they're like, oh, I get it. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I told you, you should have had a ladder with Hey Sam tattooed underneath it. Exactly. I forgot about So this was the show before the witch show when she was younger. Is that right? Yeah. Right. Yes. The show where her uh, teenage male friend just came in her window without permission on a regular basis. And yeah. it was fine. For years, yeah, that was so quirky and fun at the time, but now it doesn't seem so quirky. And every time you say it, stuff, I think you're saying Clarita, <laughs> and it makes me what? worry even more. <laughs> when you said it twice, I'm like, did, 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 what, who? And it's Clarissa, right? It's not? Yeah. They didn't name that character Clarita. No. That's a relief. Why does she have to take things on faith, Melissa Joan Hart, when Clarissa already explained it all? Well, maybe that's the problem. Maybe Clarissa explained it by handing someone a Bible. Uh, <laughs> this has got the answers. So, I'm up Sam, against- Sam, get out of here. You're not getting any of it. <laughs> well, I'm relieved it's not turning into a porn parody starring me as Clarita. Yeah. If it was a porn parody, you would be relieved. Yeah. <laughs> sexually? Oh, is there any other way? <laughs> you said the show wasn't sexual. Yeah, and yet you keep bringing it back around to this. You keep bringing up me bringing you off, and frankly, I feel a little objectified. <laughs> me objectifying you? you but you, earlier in the Ever show... since I got the tits. <laughs> I, I drew them. Exactly. You drew my tits and my curvy figure, and I know you want to draw my little dicklet. <laughs> so, so, I wanted to talk to you yeah. both about this, because I did draw you both. I talked about it in a prior episode of the show. I finished the drawing, 
but then it was rejected. And I wonder, I don't want to play the victim on this and say that I am, am the being censored or that my fine art is being shut down. It, it may be that it's just a very bad comic strip that I drew there. I don't, as people who have followed my work for a while might know that I rarely am like, I can't wait to be funny. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I have some ideas. I'm going to jot them down. Are these funny? What is this? I don't know. And then I just put it out there. Yeah. And I did I did it again with uh with a Nintendo Force comic strip with with both of you in it. I think I have it accepted now after some edits, but who knows. Yeah. I wanted to run it both by you and see if you for one were okay with how you were depicted and and cuz I did Try to render your breasts, Stephanie, yeah. with with some girth. They've got some weight to them. I was going for weight. And Conrad, you've got a little beard. Sometimes you have one. I wasn't sure. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I do. I do. Generally, I, I showed it to Linda, and and she said he drew you so old. Oh no, you don't look old. You don't have a wrinkle on you. And I and I had to say, well, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> we're all older than we were it's true and yeah. yeah you're you're wise i think of you as the wise one. Oh, let's not go there but yeah um this is a comic it is yeah ostensibly yes it is a comic but it is not comedic i don't think there there are some little moments where that could make you smile but yeah. never a laugh. There's no yeah. laughs in this, I don't it's think. It's something I call Jonathan humor. It's got its own thing. Yeah. It, it, I, I use it to describe any humor that I don't quite get. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think you are not getting it. I think it's not funny. And I don't mind. I wasn't shooting for, for big laughs. I was like, I want to make people... It's almost like, you know, David Lynch will make some stuff, Wild at Heart, yeah. Twin Peaks, and it might make you be like, that's wacky, give you a smile. But it's usually not laugh out loud funny, but you don't expect it to be because it's not couched as a comedy. He's never, I don't think he has a movie in the comedy genre. Yeah. But because I do comic strips, people are like, <laughs> ready for some chuckles. And I'm like, ah, yeah, maybe not. But then you might smile and and be surprised that it's not completely bereft of any joy. Yeah, I don't think. But yeah, expectations play into it. If people go into this expecting some sahahas, well, you know, I think there's an intent here in in this. What is it? Well, Jonathan, we've we've been friends a long time. We have. Well, we've been we've been doing this a long time. True. And you have, uh, over the course of now, I would, oh gosh, a decade, uh, been doing everything in your power to diminish the number of people exposed <laughs> to this. And then now, yeah, you have made this comic, uh huh, which concludes in its final frame with a three part reference. Spanning the entirety of our working relationship. Just about all of it, yeah. Something which will now be appreciated by as few people as possible <laughs> and are complaining that it got rejected by a publisher. Now, I I have to say, in terms of art, yeah. 
It is brilliant. <laughs> Whoa, thanks. Do bear in mind as we have this conversation, Justin is going to have to cut it down inevitably because we're not in a visual medium. No, no, no. And I people mean... won't know what the fuck we're talking about. Oh, I think, no, I think this needs to be the episode art for this episode. You could do, if you wanted. The last panel. The last panel, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah, what we need. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Steph is not sold. They are not sold on that. Um, uh, so let's tell them what's in the comic. Non-specific action figure talks to Pikachu. The Pokemon Pikachu is distressed that Pikachu will not be famous anymore. So I'm always trying to tie it into – I've subtly made this whole thing a Boston's favorite son themed comic because – Non-specific action figure thought that they, the toy from the Wii U commercial from 2012, I think, was going to be famous, but they're not. They're bald. I'm bald. It's a self-insert, basically. And Pikachu is now feeling like they're going to be not famous because the next Pokemon game coming out is about a different Pokemon named Arceus. Pikachu has been in a few different Pokemon games as the lead character. There's like Pikachu's Poke Park adventure and various stuff. No other Pokemon, I don't think, has ever gotten the the, the headlining role in a Pokemon game other than Pikachu. But now the god of Pokemon, Arceus, is a headliner. And then non-specific action figure tries to cheer up Pikachu by saying, but you were played by Ryan Reynolds in a movie. And... Chris Pratt plays Mario and you're friends with Mario. So you're connected to them. And then just goes on a tangent. Non-specific action figure says, I was actually almost played in a movie by the coolest Marvel actor ever. And then it cuts over to Willem Dafoe dressed as non-specific action figure on a weird sort of broken glider saying, Hey kids want to die. And uh, Steph and Conrad are are watching on, and that's the that's the punchline. <laughs> and for this is for Nintendo Force Magazine, the print magazine for children and parents, very few of whom I think wanted the magazine because they like the kind of material that three of us have made over the past decade. Um, very different audiences. One exists. Yeah. <laughs> and the other should not. Then, then there's our audience. And hey, kids want to die. I mean, I try to empathize with the reader. If I were like a 10-year-old reading this magazine, being like, oh, wonder if there'll be some Garfield-style antics in this comic strip. And it ends with Willem Dafoe. <laughs> and I never say it's Willem Dafoe, so you have to know... The reference, yeah, the glider clues you. Like, is that supposed to be the Green Goblin guy from the Spider-Man movies? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, like I could see it. <laughs> so the editor in chief, very nice person, politely said, "I really don't get this, and we cannot <laughs> print a punchline that is, hey kids wanna die' in a kids magazine." <laughs> <laughs> so I, I changed the punchline. I don't want to spoil what it is, but if it does get printed, because the editor in chief is just very generous, it will have a slightly different punchline. It doesn't end with "Hey, kids, want to die anymore?" But I don't know if you had thoughts on how to continue. How can I keep getting both of you and Willem Dafoe in the in the comic, or how can I how can I make this even better or more? How can I do more of this and get away with it? Uh, what you need to do yep. is 
exploit my marginalized status and say, what, you're not going to run it because you're transphobic. <laughs> That's what I'm accused of always doing. Let's lead into it. I Draw my tits bigger and bigger <laughs> until they take up an entire panel. Big mommy milkers, Jonathan. Big so it's mommy gotta, milkers. It's got to be. It's got to be Nintendo related. So all right, fucking draw Mario motorboat in me. <laughs> Is that the first panel or the last panel? I, I don't know if we lead full page. Just one panel. Full page. <laughs> hand in my panties. Hang on. Have you ever done a centerfold in Nintendo Force? Because have I got an idea? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just dedicate an entire centerfold, three full pages, mm-hmm. to Steph's milkers, mm. <laughs> and it's the other Nintendo characters from across all their franchises clawing up them. Whoa, clawing up the milkers. <laughs> Uh, so it's like smash brothers but milk brothers milk udders milk my udders Mm, now there's an idea smash udders (laughs) smash udders um it it, so i don't think i'll i barely got away with this one yeah i don't know how i got away I think that because I I don't know what you think of the the artwork. Some of it's not great, but I did clearly try to add some hues. There's multiple colors. I didn't just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. plop down some colors. I spent a little while with my markers trying to get Willem Dafoe's abdominal muscles looking like they have depth, like you could stick your finger in between them and kind of get wedged in there. Uh, ab cleavage, I think they call it. So it's not as though I just come guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. It's not as though I just threw it together. I think the editor in chief felt bad about saying start over this time with yeah. jokes. Right. I know what we do here. What do we do? You've got to prove that you are famous enough to get away with anything. Yeah. Once we build your showbiz career, then you can draw whatever little doodles you want. So I have to get big. And famous in other ways. Kind of like Jim yes. Carrey was just drawing really mean caricatures of various people for a while. Right? You could do that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. You could draw really hurtful things about your friends and family. I <laughs> why would I do why would I want to do I thought I thought I tried to make you both look- Because the time is better than ever for you, Jonathan, to inspire a dejected populace. We're in the grip of a pandemic. Times are tough. Fascism is on the rise. Capitalism is proving itself the disastrous failure it is. They can't even they can't even make PS5s anymore, Jonathan. They're failing even to provide the bread and the circuses. Mm. We need hope. Please, Jonathan, lead us. <laughs> I've got something that is going to position you. Yeah. As the face of a new tomorrow, Jonathan Holmes, bricked up for hope. <laughs> what is that? Bricked up? What does that mean? Well, yeah, we're going to brick you up for hope, Jonathan. Brick me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What does that mean? Right. You know tunnels? <laughs> Just the act of having a hole? No, that's called being Jonathan. 
stone tunnels, like a railway tunnel or oh, a tunnel yeah, under yeah, a yeah. bridge. Sure, sure. Well, yeah, there's this sewage tunnel I know. It's by the river, right? Yeah. We thought what we'd do is we'd say, rally for hope. Jonathan Holmes, star of MTV's Road Rolls, uh, will host Val Kilmer's Rally for Hope, the man who was the Batman. That's going to be the poster. <laughs> Val Kilmer's Family Rally for Hope. Picture of Val Kilmer on the, the poster. Your head, like your little face cut out and um, sort of looking over his shoulder behind him. And, and then, you know, we gather people, we bring in the press, uh, we invite your friends and your family, Jonathan, Conrad and I are there. Sure. Yeah. Don't question why we're dressed in our uniforms. What are the, <laughs> what are the uniforms? Uh, well, I mentioned fascism's on the rise. I know a guy. <laughs> I know a guy that can get us some crisp, stylish uniforms. And that'll just give us a sense of authority as we put you up on the podium. We say, Jonathan Holmes, everybody. And just as you're about to speak into the microphone, you feel two hands just slap themselves on your shoulders. It's Conrad and I. How's it going? We yank your arms, Jonathan. We drag you off that stage while yelling, this is for hope, this is for hope. Um, I imagine you're screaming, you're yelling, you're saying, please, please don't do this to me. Um, you look to your family and friends who have already, like, like, they're looking away, hands over their, their faces. You reach out to one of them and they bat your hand away and just say, forgive me. Uh, we yank you into this sewage tunnel and we throw you in, Jonathan, and then we start you know, bricking it up. <laughs> I'm going to die in there. Gonna, why, why is this hope? I'm. Why do you want to kill me? I know I've made mistakes and I'm sorry. I, I, I want to be better. I think I'm better than I was. I think about the things I did and they were worse, even worse wow. than the things I do now. Authoritarian fascism is so powerful. Right? I know why they're into it now. No wonder they're interested. <laughs> I'm terrified. I'm interested and terrified of my deserved death. I don't want to deserve to die. I want to deserve to live. Like he is just all already internalized that he deserves to You're die. You're going to brick me up, this why. For I'm hope. Gonna... <laughs> Not as a punishment. For hope. Every brick we lay is another brick of your career being rebuilt. Brick by brick as the light slowly disappears from your world, Jonathan, and you're yelling and screaming and we're saying, shut up, shut up. You know, we've got we've got a big stick that we're just pushing you back with as we lay the bricks. For hope. <laughs> if it's any consolation, I've come in the cement. Come cement? Yeah, so that you can enjoy <laughs> you can enjoy and know the fact that the thing sealing your doom sorry, not doom. The thing sealing your hope <laughs> is mixed in with my uh girlchisms. <laughs> you know, the doom is a video game and it's kind of on the nose. Yeah, yeah. The the word is real like serious severe problem. Yeah. That's why I said not doom. Mm -hmm. Right. But what if there was a a scary video game called Hope where I don't know, you get killed. Like you're going to kill me with jism. You're going to kill we're me the jism. It's going to no, kill me the jism wall. We're giving you hope. We're giving you some hope. If it's any consolation, we will be leaving one brick 
out of it. So there is a brick-sized hole so that we can, you know, pop a garden hose in there and we'll let that run constantly so that you've got water. And then we'll, we'll push hamburgers in. <laughs> no, no, this is for hope. Cheeseburgers. Bacon cheeseburgers. Least we could do for what you're providing humanity. Just a simple... That's what you'll become, not a corpse, a well-fed, well-watered symbol. <laughs> I'll be like a plant. A modern man needs only three things, Jonathan. Yeah? Food in the belly, shelter from the elements, and a little spoonful of hope. <laughs> you'll have all of those in your new home, the brick womb. Because you will come to think of it as your mother. Which, that reminds me, how tall are you, Jonathan? Like 5'11". All right, so day. six Ooh. one for the hole. Got it. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. not a very... <laughs> and I where... mean, the, the hole currently, the tunnel currently, sorry, the hope wound currently is about 5'10". So I reckon if we just sort of smash at the top of it with hammers... For about well until our arms get tired, um, oh, that should have caused enough enough structural damage to um, for you to just sort of bash the rest of it with your head to get a bit of room. Failing that, just turn the <laughs> like turn the hose up to the ceiling and let erosion take its course. Over a period of years, uh, you'll get the eleven inches you need. Uh, sorry, the one inch. The one inch. Craig, how tall is that that tunnel? It's five foot ten inches. Don't worry about it. Yeah, not nothing. Yeah, it'll be fine. So, <sighs> it's a death hole, and I w- w- <laughs> could. It, the burgers <laughs> are going to be put in. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be pushing burgers through a brick-sized hole. Oh God, at least one every thirty minutes. So that's the thing about it. That's really terrifying. I feel genuinely scared because I relate with it. I think a lot of us have been feeling bad and expecting things to get even worse. And the thing about this brick brick for hope you've come up with, uh, the womb, yeah. is it gives you just enough potential to live that if you struggle, you think maybe I'll make it for an hour. Yeah. And maybe in that hour I'll get out somehow. But when you're shoving burgers in the inch of air space that I have in this little tight, tight trap, then I'm going to end up just getting burger on my lips that are sticking up. Just just a little oh, burger in my lip. I can't even. <laughs> you're going to be shoving. And they float burgers. They don't sink, as you probably know, because of all the, the porousness. In the burger, meat, and bun. So it's just going to be the one inch I have to try to breathe is going to be jammed with floating burgers. I might be able to breathe some of the air that's trapped in the burger bun. Yeah. (laughs) But then there's going to be crumbs getting in my lungs and burger meat up my nose. And I'll be kicking and screaming, ah, you know, trying to bash the wall down and hitting the only way it could get worse is if you put piranhas in there i'm not saying you should why do i have the idea now we don't have piranhas so you're okay there great however yeah we can pop a couple goldfish and some thumbtacks in (laughs) 
It'll be the same. Exp- it'll be adjacent to the piranha experience for you if that's what you want. I don't want. I said worse. I don't want. I don't want. All right. I wanna... All right. Jonathan, for God's sake, I'll compromise. All right. We'll put you in the hole. We'll brook you up. But you can choose Wendy's or McDonald's. <laughs> Bearing in mind, Conrad and I will eat the fries. Oh, yeah. So, you know, pick well. So I don't get any. <laughs> so I don't even get any fries. And how. Is it a campaign? Is it like for a four year campaign? Like you're electing me. We break you up until there's hope. <laughs> so it's not like there can be an election in four years and maybe I won't win, so I'll get out of the trap. But uh, you could chant four more years and I would I would have to do another term. That would be good. <laughs> As we brick you up, we can have like my friend Lloyd who lives down by the river, like him and his friends can yell, four more years, four more years, while they pelt you with cabbage. <laughs> While I'm still in the hole? Yeah. The tunnel? The upside of that is the more bricks, the less cabbage is going to hit you. And eventually, you you know, as as the light fades from your life, you can just hear the, the wet cabbage slap up against the brickwork, at least until we turn the hose on, because the water pressure on the one we've got is... I, I hesitate to use the word riot hose, Jonathan. But I mean, it's all we had on hand. <laughs> it's what was available. Came with the uniforms. Yes, actually. Good deal. <laughs> so We got a good price if you're concerned on the riot hose. They wanna the the people are gonna want me to So people are probably, hopefully, maybe empathizing with me in this and feeling like I know what it's like to be trapped and be given resources to try to survive with but it's the wrong resources given in the wrong way, and it, it makes it even worse. Yeah, capitalism. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. A, it's all mm-hmm. a beautiful metaphor for the trap we're all in in our current society. Exactly. There's more than enough food and resources to go around, but we're shoved the wrong resources in the wrong way and then end up suffocating emotionally and physically yeah. sometimes and dying. But people are going to want to hear that there's a way out. Can I get out anyway, or is this just it? What? <laughs> can, I get out of, can I get out of there? Is there what? any chance for me? Is or is it? I mean, I suppose. I suppose it's possible that if like everybody assembled came together as one and like tore down the wall and provided you the resources that you needed to survive, um, theoretically. I suppose, <laughs> come on. If everyone decided to unify <laughs> under the, the right thing to do and say, well, this may be tougher for us in the short term than the long term. Yeah, but don't worry because we're going to have all sorts of really inspiring posters yeah. showing your face. And I'm going to go on Twitter and say, you know, it's a liberal hoax that there's a man in a hole. <laughs> the liberals are trying to control you. We've got this person dancing in a bear costume. Jonathan. Oh, yeah? Going, well, golly! <laughs> oh, shit. <It's> crap. <laughs> Only those who live the homosexual lifestyle want the man out of the hole! <laughs> Friggin' crab nuts. Don't teach critical hole theory in school! And and if we're honest, most of the liberals are gonna think, you probably did something to belong there anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Crab nuts the bear is also saying, don't worry about 
that I'm fine. He touched many things he shouldn't have touched. My brain, so I've heard that and I'm like, of course, Grabnuts would say that. And then I started scanning. What does that mean? What could I have touched? <laughs> what, 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 just like corn chips, uh, other people's pets, leaves, shoes, shoelaces? What? Well, I mean, look, we can't, Crabnuts is a, is a character primarily designed to communicate to children, right? We don't want to get into too much complicated nuance. Not the nitty gritty. About what you may have touched specifically. Better just use general messaging yeah but but for the record you did a dump on a dog's head <laughs> that's what i touched yeah you did a dump on a dog's head and then you touched it and the dog was just sitting there the dog was like i accept it <laughs> fucking loved it <laughs> but then you did touch the poo and then you know spread that about that's gross that right, happens. it I is was... Yeah, I was dodging a Break lot of the poo. man up. <laughs> so, Break you know, him up. Break him up. People say that things are justified when they're when they're not. People will, I don't know, riot or something because terrible things happened, and then people will yeah. attack the rioters and say, "Well, mm. you know, they were rioting. Of course, we attacked them." But, of course, that's but yeah, that's not always. It's, he was you, rioting. He burned down a target, kids. <laughs> yeah, now we break him up. Look, it's, it's not. It's not. It's it's missing the whole point, which is why are they rioting? Oh, because of systemic yeah injustices that just continue to happen and happen. If you stop the injustices, but again, we don't want to bore the children with the details. What's important is you burn down property. Jonathan, property. The police have to protect that. The the walls and stuff. The, yeah. So in a way, walls are getting the revenge on me because I, in this theory we're suddenly coming up with, I might have burned a wall. I might have made a wall yes. hot once yes. and therefore brick them up. Oh, Jonathan, tell me your favorite Spice Girls song. I dislike a lot of them. I got to be honest. Oh, it's not a popular opinion. <laughs> it's not a popular opinion. I love Wannabe. It's an incredible song. It never yeah. – I, I couldn't listen to it ten times in a row, but I could listen to it five times in a row and not be bored. It's it's great. Yeah. So good. But then To Become One, a tough listen for me. Uh, Spice Up Your Life I like, but um, I'm not keen on the one that's about uh, – Crying? Or am I remembering that wrong? I mix them up with uh, Aerosmith sometimes. There's so, there's so, much, there's so much alike. Spice Girls and Aerosmith. Who can tell the difference at the end of the day? <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. both uh, jazzy and pizzazzy. There's something I've noticed about you, Jonathan. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. You're really nasty about celebrities. <laughs> yeah. I've been listening to some old recordings of us over the years yeah. and everything. And you are just nasty. Oh, Sarah Silverman is past her prime. That was something you said. I mean. <laughs> oh, Sarah Silverman's past her prime. Oh, David Boreanaz has a square head. Oh, Val Kilmer's looking it's a little pudgy. That. <laughs> it's not that mean. Oh, Steph, I don't want to be bricked up. 
in a tunnel and fed cheeseburgers through a small hole. Like, you are really nasty about the, the rich and the famous. And I tell you what, I like it. <laughs> so I'm thinking you could be the next Hollywood bitch. Really catty, because that's what you are. You're really catty. Meow, yeah, is on my yeah. ass. And we could we could like film you and put it on the internet of you just like really just slagging them off. Just you know, Liza Minnelli. Fuck her. <laughs> That's what you say. Liza Minnelli, fuck her. She doesn't know what music is. She's indistinguishable from the Spice Girls, who are also rubbish. And then right, like Right. Okay. Call them loose. Call them loose? Call them loose, yeah. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, really it... sex shame them, Jonathan. Oh, so you mean say that they, they are willing to have sex with people? Yeah. This is going to get you in the soup. The the talk soup show with Greg Greg Kinnear? <laughs> no, no, no. What, what you're going to do is you're going to insult the Spice Girls, and then we're going to bring out an actual bowl of soup. Down come your pants. Plop. In it goes. In what goes? Mm. <laughs> in soup? In soup? Yeah. Why do you... Let's get your <laughs> ladle in there, boy. Cream of chicken. Well, when you're finished with it, it will be cream in chicken. <laughs> so, step... This is your plan. Step one, insult celebrities. Yeah. Step two, accuse them of being too... Willing to have sex. Too promiscuous. I don't know why it is, and this is coming from a not promiscuous person, but I can still have the outside perspective enough to see that it's really weird that we value it when people say, I don't want to have sex with other people. That's like something we think is a sign of good character. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to people who enjoy having sex with each other. Those folks, we often say, well, there's something wrong with that when sex is Oftentimes, a really nice thing to do with other people. I remember it. It's a laugh. Yeah, it it, it's, it can be a, a sign of kindness, love, and affection. It's not something... Anyway, so I'm mad at celebrities because Liza Minnelli. Yeah, I mean, particularly the Spice Girls. <laughs> They're too willing to have sex. Yeah. You, you'll say things like, you know, like, like Jerry Halliwell has had sex before. Jesus Christ. <laughs> She's like 40. Of course she's so. And step three, dip my dick in the soup, right? Dip your dick in the soup. You'll say, <laughs> you'll say to the camera, you'll say, God, I'll tell you how much I hate the Spice Girls. I would rather stick my dick in a hot bowl of soup than listen to Two Become One. I love Two Become One. That's true. I don't like Two Become One. Uh, God, you flip-flopped on that. <laughs> I, I, for some reason... I'm really off today. It's been a, it's been a rough, tiring week. This whole magazine thing. I woke up with a start, four a.m. <gasps> I've been rejected. <laughs> okay, kids want to die. Wasn't a good punchline. How can I fix it? That's the thing about me is that we've explained several ways to fix it today. <laughs> well, now, right now, we're on fuck a bowl of soup. <laughs> this is earlier in the week. I'm just reiterating my character. I make these terrible yeah. mistakes, create this terrible content, and then 
get upset at myself for not doing better and say, gotta do better, and then just make it even worse. Right. When are you next in town? Are you coming to Philadelphia for Thanksgiving? Oh, no, I don't think so. I wish I was, oh, but... Uh, for God's sake. Yeah, my, my little son is getting vaccinated that week, and mm -hmm. we want him... He's not getting a second vaccination dose until December, so we, we didn't want to travel until he was, you know, so on the cusp we would hate to do traveling and then he ends up getting sick right before he got vaccinated that would be yeah even worse than if he just got sick whenever so yeah mm -hmm. we're not coming this time but hopefully early next year we'll be visiting well you'll be coming when we hand you the the tomato basil what 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 the sexiest of all soups tomato basil soup <laughs> Tomato is a good basil, as is, is we like to say in the world of cowboys, America. <laughs> basil. I'm tempted basil. to go out and get some. <laughs> I, might, I might get that soup. I'm going to buy the new Legend of Zelda Game & Watch console. I love soup. You want some soup too? There's a soup. There's a Panera right by the Target where I might buy mm -hmm. the new Zelda console that has three old Zelda games that... I think are collectively worth about thirty dollars, but the system is fifty, and it's very very small. Yeah, it it can fit in your hand. I think. I'll tell you what else is very very small and can fit in your hand. <laughs> what is it? My soft smooth penis. Oh, penis, breasts, big. I think that's how I drew them anyway. Penis. I don't have penis breasts. <laughs> I'm not even sure how that would... Then again, I do remember an, a, a meme from the early internet called Shitting Dick Nipples. Don't look it up. Oh, God. Oh, God, oh, no. don't look it up. Sounds Why rough. Did you... Oh, thanks. Why is that in my head now? <laughs> I'm going to have to take another focal in so the intrusive thoughts go away. <laughs> don't testicles sort of count as the breasts of the, the dick? <laughs> They do now. I don't know who decides what counts. They are milkable. Yeah, they they sag a little and they're sort of joyous. Yeah. Like like breasts. I love testicles. You love testicles. A lot of people <laughs> too. You know, I've heard a lot more talk recently, and after this I'll have to get back to work. I've heard a lot more talk recently of people saying that they love small dicks. That there's something sort of sweet and I don't how do I how do I put this? There's there's a, a certain yeah. kindness to them. Like a giant penis can okay. be an unkind experience. You feel like this thing is really getting in the way. Well I've I've got some evidence. I've got some evidence of that. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is a personal attack. That has been for 20 years my favorite form of self-deprecation. Your penis right? size. And now, yeah, and now I'm going to be like, oh, I got a small dick in there. I'm going to be like, okay, dude, way to brag. Way to brag about your small penis. <laughs> Here's the thing, comrade, right? I might have the answer to your prayers. Because <laughs> <Prayers>. most people... <laughs> <Yeah>. Because... <laughs> Crying every day. God, pl please let me be embarrassed about my penis again. I'm Conrad. Please let my small penis be a source of shame again. Yeah. So here's the thing. Most people that say they have a small penis, they don't. They're, they're not saying it, that's not universally the case. Ooh. But but I've... <laughs> So yeah. this isn't an, uh, an anecdote, and it's led me to an idea that I think is going to work for Conrad, right? Mm. 
at times, I have been into what they call SPH, Jonathan. Small penis. penis. Humiliation. Oh, wow. Having wow. a go at it for being small. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that... Is that people just pointing and laughing? Or are they like poking it with a stick? You know, insulting it. Oh, you know, that's useless. That's not going to, you know, fill me up, you idiot. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's not going to fill me up, you tall. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. It's more like a more like a mouse's tongue. <laughs> so written once, not, in a comedy fashion, but it's one of my favourite phrases. You call that a cock, it's more like a mouse's tongue. It's uh, League of Gentlemen. It was in the, the companion book to the TV show. Anyway. Yeah. So, at one point, I am in a sensual scenario with more than one individual. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out comes the small penis humiliation. And then another one chimes up with... It's not even that small. <laughs> and that's when I thought about it. SPH, sufficient penis humiliation. Because nothing, nothing had withered me more. Pardon the expression. The, the thought that your penis was merely average? It's not even good enough to be humiliated. That's oh, wow. how shit my dick is. Wow. Yeah. So it's like, oh my god. God, I can't even point and laugh at that. Yeah. Jesus Christ, if that was in me, I'd probably feel it. Gah. Yeah, middling. Not not like a movie that's so bad it's good that you laugh at, like a Tommy Wiseau movie, but more like a Tyler Perry movie where you're just like, this is very by the numbers. Yeah. This is fine. Or Paul W.S. Anderson movie. Oh, man. Yes. I mean, I've spent a lifetime saying i'd rather be considered the best or the worst me too yeah the death knell is being mediocre in the middle standard that's why jonathan humor exists i think because i I look around at what's already happening like oh people are already doing pretty good jokes so that's covered i don't need to do that who's doing a willem dafoe comic where he's asking kids if they want to die at the end which is the reference to a a 10 year old podcast that has some listeners, but it's not it's not a not a reference that most people are gonna get. Or should get. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else is doing that, so I'll do it. I'll give the world that. I'll fill that hole. Mm. Not not in that way. Not in any of the ways we talked about with burgers or with yeah. with a penis or any anything else. So yeah, it, you wanna fill that hole too. With a, with a small with a small penis that... Yeah, I specifically just a, don't want to fill that hole. You don't want to fill the hole with this. Or rather, I do and want to be told I'm not. Right. Not good enough. Yeah. Yeah. And, and people... and this, uh, Sorry if this is making it worse for you, but I'm going to do it anyway. People like the small penis because it's very, like, easy to please. Like, though, people pleasers out there, it's like, if there was a small penis... Mm-hmm. That that is not a challenge to to work that thing. I could just work it easy. I like them. I do like. I I you don't like mind a small too. cock. I don't mind a small cock. I honestly, I'm not really into massive ones. Yeah, this is what I'm hearing more and more more of from the people. arm will get tired. Like it's just more travel up and down. 
Yeah, and when when if it's inserted, it's like, eh, oh, yeah, yeah but oh, maybe not. Like, there's yeah. a lot of yes, no. I don't have a problem with big dicks. I don't want to big dick shame anyone. Okay, that's kind of you. I'm not into big penis humiliation. Who whose penis can, can we humiliate then? Is it just the middling ones? It's I I think <laughs> I think Donald Trump's his fair game at this point. Here's the thing, you know. You know when Stormy Daniels said that that Trump's dick looked like um, Toadstool from Mario? Yes. Right? Yeah. Listening to an old recording of us from like 10 years ago, I say the phrase Donald Trump's Toadstool penis. No. What? How is that, huh? No. How is that? So the reason we're not more famous is... I didn't fuck... Donald Trump. <laughs> well, people, people don't know how how we've predicted the future. I said to Chris Pratt on Twitter that he should play Waluigi, and now he's playing Mario. Right, I remember that. Yeah, it could be, it could be me. So many little things we've done changed the world. Exactly, we changed the world, and nobody knew it. Yeah. Well, that's nice, and I know you got to go. <laughs> yeah, um, I do. I'm going to leave you with. Like I've got, I, there's one thing I want to say because I've I've really noticed it on this podcast. But uh, Conrad has a Discord server. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a cult. No, it's a Discord <laughs> server. I've... There is a, a section devoted to it's Boston's favorite son adjacent, but it's it's all for you, Jonathan. Is it really? Um, it really is. Yes, a lot of Boston's favorite son fans are there, and um, you know, folks like like. Crystal Maiden Punk, who frankly is better at Boston's favorite son than I am. Jesus Christ. Um, I forget I, I forget who said it. It may have been Crystal Maiden Punk. It may have been someone else. But someone was like writing out a scenario. Um, Casey Explosion does this on Twitter as well. She, she just writes her own Boston's favorite son bits. Oh, I'm getting tons of them. And I wanted to thank everyone who DMs me since the last episode of one... Somebody wants me to be the the pretzel boy of Texas. That's Fork sent that one. Someone wanted me to. Oh yeah, I've gotten a lot of those. Is my point. A lot of people, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and someone was coming up with an idea, and they were doing it as me. Okay. And before they made the suggestion, in parentheses, because they wrote it out like a script, in parentheses they wrote Steph noise. <laughs> Steph noise. Steph noise and. I didn't know what that meant when I read it because Phoenix showed it to me and I looked at it and it said Steph noise uh, to symbolize, you know, a (laughs) stage direction. And I was like, what is that? And then it really hit me. Conrad. Yeah. Could you say the name of our co-star, please? Uh, Jonathan Off-Road Rules. Mm. That's the. It's just Pavlovian at this point, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did make that. Jonathan, noise. say literally anything. <sighs> Okanaka fise. Mm. <laughs> Not a sexy. <laughs> sexy. Oh, Jonathan, you could read the phone book and I jizz. Wow, man. I, have you seen me? I mean, I'm not. <laughs> not great looking. I'm. Uh, I, I'm. Middling. Like a penis uh, that we talked about. <laughs> like my shamefully useful cock. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I I am a little fat, but a little strong, but definitely bald, definitely old, 
Not, not great. Not into my appearance. Only exercise so I don't die. I'm fucking uh, strong, Jonathan. What? I'm strong. You should see my muscles. I'd love to see those muscles. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a day. We're going to all get together. We're all going to flex our muscles. We can take pictures of it mm-hmm. and post them online. Someone... Then we slap each other's asses, right? You know, I slap your ass, you slap my ass. Conrad just slaps like both Dawn of our of the asses dead. and just keeps his fucking hands there and squeezes. While you and me, Jonathan, look at each other and, and you know, Jonathan, you just say... What are we doing? And then I say, <laughs> I don't know. It is extremely sexual. It's very Red Shoe Diaries or... or uh... mm. Oh, God, the Red Shoe Diaries. I'm so aware of the Steph noise now. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to mention somebody named Kiefer on, on Twitter wants me to start selling autographed photos of myself. Kiefer Sutherland? I don't think so. Maybe. Yeah. They wouldn't tell me if, if it was Kiefer Sutherland, but uh, yeah, there's requests for shirtless selfies signed and sold. Mm. Now that'll get a few come tributes, the likes of which I've still not received. <laughs> so people can DM me more mm-hmm. requests for that, or I'd like one, Jonathan, laminated. Is that right? I I could I can dye it for a couple weeks. Or just use an old picture when I was in better shape, maybe. The, the famous black and white one. The famous black and white one. Sell them on the Gymporium. Yeah, we'll sell, we'll sell your merch. I take a small cut. <laughs> yeah, you and like And once a small we've cut. made that small cut, that's when you mm-hmm. sign the contract in your blood. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. We'll work out the details. Next time, I'm going to go see how bad my life is at work. Don't. I'm lonely. Oh, I'll miss you too. We'll get together again soon. It's very fun to talk to you. And you too, Conrad. And I dream about you, draw comics about you. I'm really hoping to draw more comics about you. Maybe I can can make that happen. Yeah, draw me naked. Oh, and there's the video game console. Remember that? Somebody was like, I could make a video game console. Yeah, there is someone talking about making a video game console and filling it with games about us. It would sell to us three. Yep, we'd buy it. That's (laughs) correct. It's got an audience of three. I did a, 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 I don't have as many followers as you, as you know. And I don't have as many followers as I used to. <laughs> <laughs> neither, neither do I, but uh, hundreds of people said they would pay $100, $150 for it. So, you know. It's not nothing. That's fun. Yeah, that's not nothing. We could do it. We'll, we'll be talking more about all this soon. And people can uh, DM me on Twitter at nontrotsky, I think is who I am on there these days, and uh, let me know your ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this has been productive. My boys, my boys, my two strong sons. Aw. Do you feel more famous at all, Jonathan? <laughs> <laughs> I do a little bit. Good. I feel a little hopeful. Good. And we haven't even laid the first brick yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's only... It's only going to get more hopeful and more bricked in from here. That's right. Exactly. Things are going to get better. Are going to get better. (laughs) See, it got better. It turned into better music. Even better. Even better. That's right. Goodbye, my love. Goodbye. Tell me what the matter is. Tell me what the matter is. Tell me. Boston's Favorite Son was performed by Jim Sterling, Conrad Zimmerman, 
and Jonathan Off-Road Rules. Editing and production by Justin McDaniel. The intro music is Freak Out by Chainmail. Road Rules Northern Trail was an insipid show that shouldn't have happened. Lovely episode.